Hopefully everybody's excited to be here this morning. I know I am. It's a beautiful day. I know the weather's probably going to change, but it's good. It's winter. That's why I was, I'm sorry. That's why I was told this morning, winter's coming. It's, it's winter. We better expect some snow and cold. And, and uh, it is good. Welcome to Beecher Island Church. Uh, we are a independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I say that every Sunday, uh, but it's because I believe it. We, we, we learn from this right here, His Word, and His Word only, and it is good. Uh, we don't have a hierarchy. We don't have anybody telling us what we're going to do, what I'm going to preach. Uh, no man hierarchy, but we have a God who guides us and leads us, and that's who we fully trust in. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I was correcting it. Give me a minute. <laughs> I have to do that a lot here lately, but it's okay. Uh, but welcome, welcome. And, and uh, today, uh, we, we're going to start, uh, well, it's just a one-off, we're going to say, because last week we finished Ephesians, and I hope that through the book of Ephesians, uh, your relationship with Christ grew. And that you fully understand that you are a child of God. And He wants you to walk in the way that you have been called. Walk worthy in the way that you have been called. This week I was just thinking though, I want to preach about being thankful. Thanksgiving is this week. But you know... uh, The thankful sermon seems to get preached once a year, and it surrounds uh, it just seems like it's the same sermon that gets preached over and over. And so Christy and I were talking this week, and and she said, you know, there's probably a different approach that you can take with this. And so I said, let me hear it. And she said, well, why don't you preach about being the person that others are thankful to be around. I said, whew, that's a lot to preach right there. I, <laughs> I fall short in that right there. I, yeah, I could probably, probably do some preaching on that and, and help myself in this. Because when I started thinking about it, man, be the person that other people are thankful to be around. Yeah. Look at Jesus. Look at who Jesus was. And yeah, there were some who didn't want to be around him and were not thankful they hung him on a cross because they didn't want to be around. But look at the ones that did want to be around. The, the disciples, the apostles, right? His followers. People flocked to him. Not Yes, because he, he was doing some miracle work and absolutely... But it was more than that, too. It was the love that he had for them. The compassion that he poured out on them. The understanding of who they were. My guess is he just sat and listened to people talk also. A virtue I need to learn. You know, and so I just thought, wow, what, a, what an opportunity just step back and think about ourselves in this. But, but I also want to encourage you in this. That we can absolutely be 
somebody, somebody else is thankful to be around. Especially as we go into the holiday season here, right? Thanksgiving, family gatherings, work gatherings, every gathering you can think of, right? Happens, happens over the next month and a half here. But it's not always easy, right? Maybe it's gathering a family. That's not easy. Gathering with, with coworkers, maybe it's not easy. Gathering with whoever you're gathering with may not be easy, but what if instead of thinking about all the bad things or the negative things about those individuals, how about look in the mirror and say, man, I want to be somebody. I want to be somebody that the others are thankful to be around. I want to be somebody who reflects Jesus Christ. And they can see Jesus in me. And they're thankful to be around me. There's some people I can just think of right off the bat in my head that have been in my life that, that I'm like, man, that's that person. And what a blessing. What a blessing. So in this, let's open our Bibles to Luke 10. Luke 10. Because I think we have a awesome parable here that Jesus gives us to, to dig into what it looks like to be somebody that other people are thankful to be around. Yes, we have Jesus as the most, the, 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 the greatest example of that. But I want to read a parable that he gave us too in that. So let's go to him in prayer and then we're going to do some reading. Father, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for this beautiful day that you have given. I thank you for this church building that we can come right here and gather in your name and sing praises to you and lift you on high. And we can dig into your word and we can, we can study it and we can grow closer to you in our relationship and in our fellowship with you, Father. Thank you that we have that. Thank you that we have your word right here so readily available to, to read and to gain knowledge and understanding of who you are and how much you love us, how much you care for us, how much compassion you have for us, and how selfless you are. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for the forgiveness that you pour out. And Lord, I just pray that you forgive us of our wrongdoings because we have them. We have a lot of them. But you forgive, and we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Luke 10, verses 25 through 37. The parable of the Good Samaritan. Luke 10, verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who's my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, 
A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and managed his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and, be, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. That good Samaritan is somebody I think others would be thankful to be around. He had compassion. He had compassion on him is what it says. And compassion is, it literally means to suffer together. To suffer together. And among emotional researchers, it is defined as the feeling that arises when you are confronted with another's suffering and feel motivated to relieve that suffering. I thought that's pretty, that's pretty cool. It says motivated to do something about it. Not just drive by and look at it. Two of them did, right? One stopped to even stare at him, I think, for a little while and then decided, well, I'm going to go on my way now motivated to do something about the suffering in which they are going through. My guess is, if I asked how many of you are suffering from something, physical, emotional, spiritually, every one of you would raise your hand. Every one of you. Man, I want to be motivated to suffer with you. I want to be motivated to walk that journey with you, and I hope that you're motivated to walk my journey with me. No matter what, what suffering is going on, compassion. This dude had compassion on the guy that was beat up and laying there, and he said, I'm going to stop. I don't care what's going on in my life. I don't care how many to-do things I have on my list. I don't care how much business I need to take care of. I don't care what I need to go do. I'm going to stop right now and I'm going to take care of this guy. Because this guy needs me. He was motivated to feel his pain. And he didn't just throw some money at him and say, hey, go get yourself taken care of. No, he, he stopped. And, and he took care of his wounds. He bandaged him up. And, and he put him on his own animal. Probably a donkey. And he led him to town. And he said, hey, take care of my man here. And if it, if it costs you any more than I've already given you, when I come back through town, you just tell me and I'll take care of him. <coughs> How thankful 
was the guy who just took a beating for the Samaritan. Incredibly thankful that that guy passed by. Compassion is a virtue I want in my, in my life. Compassion that can only come from Jesus. This compassion that he's talking about right here in this parable can only come from him. If I rely on my own flesh, my list of priorities is not you. But in Jesus Christ, he can help me with those priorities. He can assure me that all the other stuff is not quite as important as what he's got right here in front of me right now. Matthew 9.36 tells us that Jesus felt compassion for the crowd because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. He had compassion on them. He was motivated to relieve that suffering. In Luke 7, 13, Jesus felt compassion for the woman whose son had died. And he was motivated to relieve her of that suffering. Or to be with her in the suffering, we'll say. Just like the parable of this good Samaritan. The good guy felt compassion. Compassion. When people have compassion for me, I'm thankful to be around them. But what about unselflessness? Unselflessness means the quality or fact of thinking about what is good for other people rather than yourself. I think we have to start with that in order to have compassion, don't we? 1 Corinthians 13 really talks about selfless, selflessness is loving other people. It's loving other people. It's being patient and kind. It's not being envious of what, what other people have. It's not rude. Because we all know the truth is, is that it's pretty easy to be impatient and rude and envious. <laughs> and it's all signs of the flesh. But he tells us to deny the flesh and pick up the cross and follow him. There's one way, that, one way that we can be selfless. One way that we can be compassionate. And that's in Jesus Christ. That's trusting in him. That's having faith in him that he will guide us on this journey and that everything will be okay when we don't try to do the priorities that we have set in place because of the flesh that we live in. Jump over with me to Romans 15. Romans 15. Romans 15, verses 1 through 6.
Romans chapter 15, starting verse 1. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another according to Christ. I want, you to, I want you to read that again. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another. We all want somebody to be compassionate for us. We all want somebody to be motivated to, to, to help us in our struggles. According to Christ Jesus. That you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let me just say, this starts in your own house. Like-minded towards one another according to Christ Jesus. That you may be with one mind and one mouth glorifying God the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I say it starts in your own house because if we don't have compassion and selflessness and one mind, Christ in our own house, how do we, how do we ever take it outside of our house? We can fake it outside of our house. But if what happens behind closed doors is different than what happens outside, why? And I preach this because I need to preach it to myself. Because I need to have compassion and selflessness with my wife. I need to be motivated to walk with her in her suffering. I need to be motivated to walk with her in her trials. And, and most of those trials are, trials are because of me. And if you're married at all, ladies, it's okay to say amen. It's okay. <laughs> we have to have compassion. We, we have to do it through Christ so that we can comfort. We can, may, may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another. We can only do that through Christ. Through His power. See, if we want to put others' needs first, whether that be your spouse, whether that be your kids, whether that be somebody on the street, whether that be somebody in your family that's going to gather up this week, whether that be somebody at your workplace, whoever that be. We turn to Jesus to give us the strength to have compassion on them. 
to be selfless. To walk in His ways so that we can be a person who they are thankful to be around. And that's not boasting in self because you were good enough that they were thankful. No. It's that you had your eyes on Christ so that we can deny the flesh and pick up our cross and follow Him. And truly be somebody that they are thankful to be around. I've never really thought of it this way, to be honest with you. But it's had an impact on me this week. One of probably beating up myself because, man, I think about it and I'm like, man, sometimes I'm a bear to be around. <laughs> and every one of us are like that at some point, right? But don't let that define you. Let the definition of you be somebody who is like Christ. Somebody who other people are thankful to be around. I hope that as you go into this holiday season of being thankful, that you will be encouraged. Encouraged to think about your actions towards others. That you will be an encourager to them. You will, you will be motivated to walk with them through their suffering, which means that you will just stop and listen. And have compassion on them. Let me encourage you to be like your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And pour out love. Because that's what it comes down to. Loving the Lord your God with everything you have. I'm going to invite the praise team on up. Loving the Lord your God with everything you have and loving your neighbor like it. Just as the parable Jesus gave us says. For it is written. If you don't know Jesus, it's really hard to be like Him. If you do not allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life, it's really hard to have compassion like He does. If you have not confessed Him, you can't love like Him. And so I just want to encourage you that if you have not confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then today's the day to do that. <clears throat> Let Him come into your life. Because he says, when I come into your life, I will, I will seal you with the Holy Spirit. And you know, that, he, in that, he will give you the power to love as he calls us to love. To have compassion the way he calls us to have compassion. To be selfless the way he calls us to be selfless. So if you have not accepted Jesus, today is the day to do it. Don't let another day go by. But if you have accepted him and you... You want to start today with these attributes. Make the choice to do it. Be somebody who others are thankful to be around. I want to encourage you in that today. I want to encourage you as you go through this, these, this holiday season with the many gatherings that you may be part of. Be like Christ. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you 
thank You for Your teachings. Thank You for this parable of the Good Samaritan who, who went out of his way to be somebody that somebody was thankful to be around. God, help me to be somebody that others are thankful to be around. God, help every one of us to be that person who, who puts their eyes on You and says, lead me. Because we know we can only, only do this by You. By Your strength, by Your love, by Your compassion. Lord, help us to, to deny our flesh and pick up our cross and follow You in the ways in which You have called us to live. God, help us through this holiday season when, when there's all these hurts and unknowns and, and, and things of the past that, that can come up so easily because of, because of these gatherings, Lord. But I just pray, Father, that we lay all that down and we have compassion. God, give us that power. Give us that strength. Give us that courage to do that. Thank you, thank you for all that you do. And Lord, I pray we walk out of here encouraged because we know we can do this because of you. Not because of us, but because of you. Jesus, we thank you for that. And it's in your name that I pray. Amen.